I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We are focusing on the high risks of hip hop. A lot of people keep asking, why do rappers continue to die? Are they more at risk than at any other profession? Are they more at risk now than at any other time in our decades of hip hop history? That's what we're talking about with our panel. We've got an amazing panel to break this all down for us. Joining me is Bobby Fisher. He's the vice president of A&R for Empire Records. Bobby, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Chuck Creekmore. He's the CEO of allhiphop.com and the co-founder. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. And also with us is Jim Jones, El Capo. Um, You see him on season six of The Drip Report, which is coming out this fall. He's also working on new music and many, many other TV and music and entertainment projects. And also continuing to do his thing in the community like he did way back when on his very first appearance on Street Soldiers. So, so Jim, great to have you back and great to have all of you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jim, you have been quoted so many times by so many people saying that rap is the most dangerous profession. Can you break it down for us? What do you think? Um, I mean, I said this a few years ago, way before the pandemic had, had happened, um, I started to notice the increase in violence that were happening towards rappers. Um, and it just started increasing and increasing. And now it's to the point where it's, it's, it's one-on-one. For every rapper that makes it, a rapper dies. It's a 50, it's a 50% statistics for rappers. You have a 50% chance of living if you would like to be a rapper. Um, that's not a great statistic. That's a f***ed up statistic. We shouldn't even be talking like that when you look at it. Um, and it's sad to see what's going on because it's... It doesn't matter who it is. It could be an upcoming rapper. It could be a very seasoned rapper. It could be one of your favorite rappers. Like at this point, it's disgusting. There was a point in time where I felt like the communities were protecting the rappers. I felt like they held held rappers in high regard and things like that. All of the regard is out the window. Um, I'm actually scared for for a lot of us um, because of what's going on. And I urge everyone to stay as safe as possible. I know staying safe nowadays means you have to do some things that probably don't fit inside the law book and to protect yourself. So anywhere you turn is bad for the artists nowadays. You know what I mean? So I just hope everybody stays safe just as much as they can. No, exactly. Chuck, when you look at the uh, the murder of PMB Rock, shocked a lot of people because they were like, okay, as he was, as Jim described, a seasoned, you know, a seasoned rapper, He'd been out there and then to have this happen. What was your reaction when you heard about that? I mean, I was definitely shocked. You know, PNB is from Philadelphia. I'm originally from Delaware. So I was, um, you know, tuned in uh, from that perspective. But it was shocking. You know, it was a broad day. It was in Roscoe's. I know it was obviously in an in a area where it's it's known for that type of stuff. But you know, it was still shocking. He was with his family, his girl, his lady. And obviously some things happen, possibly dropping locations. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, whether you're dropping a location or whether you're um, being stalked, you know, it still means someone's following you and targeting you. Um, I don't think that location, I'm, everybody keep talking about this location, man. I pray for that lady for all the trouble that she just went through. Um, but you're artists. Anywhere you go, 
anybody knows who you are. It don't matter. Yeah, it don't I matter. I pop up outside anywhere, capo outside. Anybody can get on the phone. You can see that from a mile away. Um, and the fact that us as black people are going to a restaurant to eat some food and enjoy ourselves with our lady or our family and things like that, we should be able to do that without having to worry about if our life or is going to get taken from us or if we're going to get robbed. Like things are backwards nowadays. I agree, hundred percent agree. Bobby, what, what about what about this point? Because it, it's like you can't if you want to have a rap career, you have to be out there. And like Jim said, people know everybody. You know, they, they know you when they see you, no matter, you know, you could just be going about your daily business and somebody else could put it out there that you were here or they saw you there or, or whatever. What, what about that? Because the social media is so important, but it's also very dangerous. Uh, in the words of Jim Jones, you have to move tactical as much as possible being an artist. Um, I agree with Jim and Chuck. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you drop your location or not. Once you're outside, you, you're you're that artist, and it's hard for that that light switch to switch off, especially when you're with, you, with your friends and loved ones. Back in the day, if you're around your friends and loved ones, the fans, the critics, they'll stay back. Like, hey, look, he's with his family. Nowadays, the lines are kind of blurred. The lines of respect is is completely across the board, and um, it's 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 definitely unsafe for the modern day artist or even or any type of artist to even be outside. You know. Um, you have to keep your head on a swivel at all times. And it's a sad state that we're living in that you can't even enjoy yourself with your family. Yeah, definitely. When we come back, I'm going to ask our panel, what do they think? Is this because of the crime wave that's going through the United States right now? Is that part of it? Is it also generational? We'll find out when we come back. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about the high risks of hip hop. Is being a rapper today one of the most dangerous occupations you can have? A lot of people say yes. And for those who succeed, instead of the community being proud of them, a lot of people will say, you know, there's a lot of haters out there who want to take what they work so hard to earn. Joining me for this conversation is Bobby Fisher. He's the vice president of A&R for Empire Records. Bobby, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Chuck Creekmore. He's the CEO of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thank you. And also with us is the capo, Jim Jones, the one and only season six of the Drip Report coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, working on music. You know, he's got a bunch of projects that are too many for me to even mention right now going on. Jimmy, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. And thank you so much. Jim, is this, a, is this a hood thing? Is this a generational thing? Is this a... We're in the middle of a crime wave thing. It's an ignorant thing. It starts with the house. It, start, it starts with being at home. It starts with it starts with broken homes. Kids don't have too much things to look forward to. The, the survival element of everything growing up in the neighborhood. Um, something that people have that they don't have, and the only way they feel they could get it is by taking it and not working for it. Um, there's a lot of different elements and things like that. I mean. At the most, people should be able comfortable to do whatever we like to do in life. But that's not so, especially for the artists and the rappers inside of the hip hop community. And that's the scary part because I look at these actors and they're not being targeted like rappers. I look at the ball players; they're not being targeted like rappers. And we all pretty much in the same line of entertainment and things like that. But it, it's something, something's crazy about rap music and the rappers and where we headed right now. And, and it's getting more vicious. It's scary, actually. It's nasty outside. And you've you've seen a lot throughout your career. Yeah, I've, I've been here. I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And I know that 
when we were coming up, a lot of these things, um, I wouldn't say weren't done, but we didn't see it. There wasn't no IG. Everything wasn't in front of you the way that it's in front of you now. Um, I do believe that social media has a lot to do with all of the violence that's going on inside of the hip hop community. I do believe it has a big part to do with it. Um, just to be able to see so much, um, uh, showing so much on side of these social media platforms causes a lot of envy and people that have less than what you have. Um, I don't know, they start to plot, they start to go into this whole little, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you, I can tell you what though, where we are in life in hip hop community, we should be ashamed of self for what's going on because these same people that are attacking these rappers that are plotting these rappers are the same people that listen to this music religiously. All right, we'll talk about let's so let's talk about the content content of the music too. Chuck, what, what about what do you think the content of the music plays any kind of a role? Or is this more about envy, is this more about envy and the fact that now like unlike people who grew up without social media before social media was around, if you were poor, a lot of times everyone else was poor. You didn't really know how much you were missing out on. You knew you knew you didn't have a lot of money, but you didn't know you were missing out on this and these sneakers and this and all these different things. And now they know. Is it is it envy? Is it is the music is is the music promoting it? The the culture itself. Well, that's that's a tough that's a tough uh, question to answer. But ultimately, I think I think the music does have a factor in it. And the reason I say that is because, and uh, you know, I'm a man of a certain age. If you go far back enough, you know, some of the people I used to look up to, they would uplift their listeners you know what i mean um you would hear um and i'm t- and and you know me and jim have gone back and forth on this but you know i'm talking about a lot of which was just like simple black pride for example with chuck d Karras one and this is a long time ago but i also feel like um they were with us and if you saw somebody shining you know you you felt like one of us won it, in in an instagram world you know, in a scrolling world, you see somebody winning every second, like, every, you know, every other post is somebody doing better than you. So I think a lot of a lot of people are in their scrolling, they getting banged in the head with I'm not doing good. I'm not happy. I'm not doing well. They doing better than me. They're rich. They're on a yacht. They got jewels. And after a while, I mean, you can't help but feel something. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a go get it type of guy. So um, when I see that, I get inspired by 99.9% of the rappers, starting with somebody like a Jay-Z going through to like somebody like a Jim Jones. And then even down in the very bottom with very talented artists who I'm looking like, um, let's get them right. You know what I mean? Um, what we had talked about before was that, you know, some of these artists, uh, don't get that shine, don't get that light, and they have the uh, talent. So I'm I'm hopeful that we can start to diversify more, and you know, and, and go to the talent side a little bit more, so that we can raise up the 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 frequency a little bit. The content, but but the the fact of the matter is, in in all kinds of popular entertainment, violence sells. Whether it's placed in the 14th yeah. century with you know people having sword fights. Whether it's, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I, don't I agree with you. I mean, it's exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like who, you know, I, when I'm driving in the car, I'm not listening to certain artists. 
I, it doesn't it doesn't align with what I'm riding with in or riding to. You know what I mean? It, it's not the it's not a vibe. So I'm not saying it's just violence. Like I'm listening to Young Jeezy, for example. He's on fire right now. I mean, everybody's not on fire. You know what I mean? And and if you're on fire, that's what we're going to ride to. No, definitely. Um, Bobby, in, in, ter- in terms of the co- in terms of the content, you represent mm-hmm. a lot of drill artists, too, which is what, one of the, the most popular forms, especially for especially for teens. Mm-hmm. The violence in that, the the gum, the guns, the threats, the talk about the ops, the gang infiltration, all of that. Mm-hmm. How concerned are you about that having an impact? Uh, a negative impact? Definitely concerned. I mean, I think I came up in there with gangster music with had first had first started right with the NWAs, you know, to the dipsets, right? So um, it 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 depends. It depends what you're uh, knowing between reality and entertainment, right? It, it it can blur itself. I think what's happening now with with social media and the generation of my generation, a generation back, and also the generations forward, the lines are blurred between reality and entertainment, right? So. There's a lot of glorification. There's a lot of different things that didn't happen. And we're not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just trying to give you a landscape of where it is. There wasn't no GTA and, and Roblox and kids is robbing and, and, and doing stuff on video games. There wasn't, there was a fact of, of your radio state. You were conditioned by your radio station and your peers in school. The, the veil has been broken. So there's a lot of reality rap, street rap, positivity rap it's all blurred right so whatever rises to the top kind of shares the the popularity space so going back to what chuck is saying if i'm trying to find something that's positive you got to e-dig a little bit more more nowadays than ever because being a rapper or being a street rapper is easily attainable but being nice and talented is a whole nother space so we're in a we're in a weird time right now um but I mean, I think in, in hip hop, as far as with drill music, has always been in a competitive sport. Um, but it, it lies with, with street activity and it kind of blurs it, it blurs the line. Um, I mean, the, the goal is obviously for the artists that are doing drill music is is to put their their art forms, their art form is their main their main you know source of income and living and try to separate themselves from the street. Um, and obviously it comes with adversity. But I think anyone who's trying to be a successful artist wants to step away from the streets as much as possible. Okay, That's the goal. I don't, think, I don't think we should blame anything on any form of music, whether it's drill music, whether it's country music, whether it's rap music, R&B music, it's music, it's an artistic thing that we, we, we pour out from our heart and we make it our best piece of art. So I don't think we should hold that against what's going on. But I do, I, I can't I can say this, uh, when you coming up as a kid, you see what you want to be. When we were coming up as kids, we saw a lot of hustlers. We wanted to get money. We wanted to get to the bag. The thing was, we don't use drugs. We sell drugs. We making money. There's not a lot of that going on. When we came outside, we saw the flash. We saw, get. of course, there was that big element of violence, but the main point was to get to the bag, was to get to the money. And nowadays, I don't think these kids are seeing the type of hustle that was going on when we were younger. And there's a lot of other things that that, that adds on to this element of what we have going on. But the hustle was very important. 
And we don't have that for them kids. We don't have the, op- the, the different opportunity that they need to make some money or they don't even know what direction to go in to make some money. All they see is violence. Like Bobby said, from the video games to everything else is, is nothing but violence that these kids are seeing. So they're going out and being what they see. There's no way around that. And we've seen, and we, and, and to your point, we've, we've seen robbery surveillance videos where they're actually... It's actually almost looks like a clip out, out, out of GTA or, or one of the video one of the video games. But when we come back, I'm going to ask our guests, whatever happened to that dividing line between the streets and the studio? They used to say, if you want to be a success in music, you have to leave the streets behind. But has that changed? We'll find out what our guests have to say when we come back. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You dig? Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Joining me for this conversation, Bobby Fisher. He's the vice president of A&R for Empire Records. Bobby, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Chuck Kriegler, the CEO of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. And also with us, the one and only Jim Jones, El Capo. Season six of The Drip coming up, new music coming up, productions coming up, TV shows yeah. coming up, helping the community <laughs> constantly because the community always needs help coming up. All of it is on deck and uh, in progress right now. Jimmy, great to have you back with us on Street Soldiers. Thanks for having me, Lisa. We appreciate it. Jim, people have said in the past, if you want to be a successful rapper with a long-term career, at a certain point, if you had to hustle on the streets, if you had to do whatever you were doing on the street, gang life, whatever it was, that at a certain point in your career, you had to decide, I'm an artist. I'm going to, you know, be in the studio. I'm going to work on my career or whatever. And I'm, I'm going to leave that life behind. But today we see real cases that I've covered. We see aspiring rappers using guns that were used in real crimes, in some cases to actually kill people being used in the videos, and that just makes the whole thing hotter. And a lot of them are very, very young. What What's going on? That's a, that, that's, that's a, a real tricky question. Um, yes, in order to become a successful artist, you would have to leave the streets alone. There's no way around it. Um, the proof is in the pudding. Um, as people see, some of the closest artists that I had to me, like my brothers, have been snatched up. Um, off the streets and now doing federal time for some of the things they chose to indulge in. Um, so yeah, there's it, no, it, it, there's no. I don't care if you think you're the smoothest person in the world. At some point in your in your career, you're gonna hit a wall and you're gonna have to walk a straight line because the two are not gonna mix and the street element is not gonna help you propel your career any anymore to the point of you have to use your sense of marketing and strategies and to make yourself go to a, a higher level. Um, but that's comes to a point um in the beginning you gotta use all your ingenuity for you to survive and make a couple dollars for you to look good on that screen so people could buy into your brand remember nobody buying into nobody that's looking dusty if you out there trying to be a rapper yeah the object is to look as good as possible as clean as possible look like you got as much money as possible and things like that and when you coming up nine times out of ten to make that money there's a risky element that comes with that and things like that. Um, we chose to use those steps uh, as stepping tools so that we can be successful. And we were all in that line of fire of doing things we're not so proud of so that we can get to a life that we are proud of and things like that. But it comes to a time that you have to, you have to figure it out. You have and to you make have it. To say either I'm going to do the, it's either going to be one thing or it's going to be the other thing. 
or it's going to be jail or death. There ain't no way around it, as you can see. And and now it's even death is more than jail right now when it, for, for the rappers. So you got you got to be very smart and wise in the things that you choose to do nowadays. And guys, feel free to jump in, Chuck. Chuck, in terms of what the culture wants, people, people, the violence is is the thing that seems to be selling, and the thing that that seems to be the most popular. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say what the culture wants, you know, because uh, I think the culture is approaching fifty years old. You have several generations, and you have different mind states and different people um, that want different things. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I just want the greatness of hip hop and the talent to be the the main thing. I don't want to see people dying uh, in in this culture like this. I want to see people prosper. That's what hip hop was created for, for us to find a way when there was no way. Um, I want our young artists to know that they can live past 21, 25, and they don't have to do it the way that a lot of them are doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, We all know that, this world, you know, the deck is stacked against us. You know what I mean? And so we're made, I feel like we're making it harder for ourselves in, in these types of situations. And and last thing I want to say is that, you know, we always have to keep our mind on what's happening outside of hip hop, because that's really what we need to, to really home in on. There's no after school programs. There's no arts programs. There's no business programs in this day and age. Why wouldn't people know how to do, learn how to do business in high school? So there's a lot of different things. Kids don't necessarily want to go to college or, um, or a trade school or whatever. So they want to rap. So, you know, my man in Newark, um, Akbar Cook, he's a principal in Newark, he has a school that has everything in it from a recording studio to a laundromat. And it teaches kids different ways to live and and survive as well as the regular ways. And and how they learn, how they learn that. Bobby, in in terms of the, in terms of the the deaths of rappers, a lot of people ask about Empire. Why were there so many, like four, four Empire artists that have been, have been murdered? At least four? Four. Pardon me? It's more than four. What do you what do you say to that? Because this I want to give you a chance to address that because this keeps coming up on social media too. It comes up in all of our, you know, in all of our meetings whenever we talk about this topic. What do you what do you say to that? How do you explain that? Well, I mean, I, I pride myself of working with a company that prides itself in entre- entrepreneurship, owning masters, and prosperity. We Empire is one of the first front-leaning labels. That's changed changed the perspective on deal structures. Um, you know, Jim is a contestant to that. We've helped build more entrepreneur multimillionaires than probably any other company. It's definitely unfortunate what's happening um, with, with, with you know some of our artists that that are no longer here um, due to senseless violence. Um, I, I you know it it, it kind of hurts. It's disappointing when you start seeing the cons- conspiracy theories. That's you know that's it's it's. It's it's pretty disgusting. Um, and I always tell everyone, you know, everyone's a conspiracy theorist until you're in a conspiracy, until they mention your name, right? right. And then you understand how bad it feels. Um, yeah, and, and my heart aches to any other company or any manager or fans of families who, who've dealt with, uh, you know, with tragic losses. And, you know, it comes with rumors and speculations. But, you know, at our company, we pride ourselves at making sure that our artists are safe at all times. And we try our best. You can't watch someone 24 hours a day, especially if, 
you're going out to buy a motorcycle or if you're going to buy cookies for your mom or, you know, you're doing something constructive, you, you, know, you don't think your life's going to end. That's not that's not something that, you know, in these situations didn't happen in the line of them doing music. They were doing ordinary things that ordinary people do. And, right. um, you know, I, I think that's unfortunate that, uh, you know, there's the blame game. I, I think that the bigger issue is, is making sure that we keep all of our artists safe as much as possible moving forward. I, I, I think the empire gets. I think empire gets a bad rap. Um, every label goes has these sort of same things going on. But for the most part, I think people need to really tip their hat. I, I always commend Gazi for what he's doing because he's take the time out to take the risk on high risk artists or putting artists up or give an artist a chance to really help themselves. Like he's helped so many artists better they positioned than most of these record labels. And he's given these artists a fair chance at success. Uh, he prides himself on taking care of his artists. I see him fly to so many different places just so that he could make sure the artists are okay. And like Bobby said, no, we can't watch people 24 seven, nor are we babysitters at record labels and things like that. But for the most part, I know the empire for me being there, uh, whew going on more than 10 years right now. Um, I've known what they've done for me and what they helped me doing every day, how they helped me attack my goals with, as far as my me turning into a successful artist and a businessman and things like that. Like, like they there for all of that. I would say for all the labels that I have been involved in, Empire's probably the most sound label. I get paid on time. They have a responsible staff that looks after the artists. They on top of their ball game. And I've been around the block a few times inside of this record business. And I would say they probably one of the most fair labels that I've ever dealt with. Um, but everybody gets a bad rap. That's what the that's what the media does. They find something, they latch onto it, and they put the, they put those out there for people to, you know what I mean? So well, let me, can I ask a question? Yeah. I just want to ask, I just want to ask this question. Um, what about the the younger artists and and just and you know, every artist needed some guidance, every artist needed some um you know, you know, DMX, for example, like he was highly like, you know, DMX was everything. You know, what I, mean? I, I mean, everything you could imagine in an artist like and they protected him fiercely because of, you know, all of that he that came with him um, with, the, with the younger artists. I get the sense that they don't know the the basics. You know what I mean? Sometimes it, it, it gets past them. What about, you know, that type of guidance at the label? This well, is for well, me. Well, well, no, Chuck, what, what we what we understand is, is that there wasn't social media when DMX started. We don't know the trials and tribulations that DMX went through right. that Def Jam or Rough Riders had to protect and conceal. Everything is transparent now. So your, your, your faults is on display. Your successes is on display. But people will glorify your faults more than your successes. So, I mean, I would love to see if there was social media back in the days when, uh, you know, you know, I don't want to, you know, a Dipset first started or a Jay Z yeah, or okay. Nas. You know, we just don't know. There were a lot of pitfalls that we didn't know. We, we, they're just getting glorified. So, like I said, no label is perfect. I, I know that there are great people who work at labels. They're doing the best they can. People are human. They're going to make mistakes, and it gets glorified on social media, good or bad. I can't say this for labels. I wish that they would start to implement artist development all over again. Absolutely. That's the most important pieces that we're missing for these artists and upcoming rappers who didn't get the game that we did coming up. That thing called artist development was a major piece 
into you moving around this industry and how to carry yourself as an artist and things that you should be trying to avoid. There was so many lessons inside of that artist development. And I do believe that if labels start to bring that, we can start at least somewhere with changing the narrative of how violent things are out here. And also just to add on, even one, another important, two important things, mentorship. I've personally seen myself, Jim, mentor many artists. It's countless. And if you can, there's been instant situations where they was about to do something crazy and stupid and Jim be like, look, that ain't the move. And the respect level comes from there. So mentorship is what Fat Joe does it. You know, a lot of, you know, prospective people in our community, the Busta Rhymes, they no, do it all the time. Your colleague Vok with what, yes, with what he's doing. Absolutely. With Vok, with Lonnie Ray. And, and the third thing is mental health. Obviously, we don't know the ramifications of social media being in your face every day. Or you, you know, some people can't take comments. You know, some people right. can't react to how people are criticizing them. When you were an artist back in the day, your record played on the radio, you did your show, you might have had a fan club, they might have sent you letters. Now it's an instant real time. We don't even know the mental effects of what's happening when people are critiquing you and commenting on you in real time. In real time. All right, we're going to take a short break. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back with more of the high risks of hip hop. And I'm going to ask our guests, has the code of the streets changed too? Is that part of what we're seeing play out right now with the loss of our high profile much beloved rappers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the high risks of hip hop. Is rap the most dangerous profession? Is it more dangerous than other professions? According to some of the government statistics, Loggers, people that work in forests, have a higher death rate. Sanitation workers nationally, we've lost more sanitation workers. But in terms of the impact, in terms of what we see, and also accounting for those aspiring rappers who don't make the blogs or whose names we don't know, what's really going on here? Because it shocks us, it stuns us, and it saddens us. We're breaking this all down for you in this episode. Joining me is Bobby Fisher. He's the vice president of a r for Empire Records. Bobby, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Chuck Kriegler. He's the CEO of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. Glad to be here. We appreciate it. Also with us is the one and only Jim Jones. Yes, the Jim Jones. <laughs> Apo, season six of the Drip Report coming up. We're gonna have music, TV, and as always doing his thing for the community. Jim, what about, uh, some people say the code of the street has changed or people don't understand in L.A. it's a different code. You, If they ask you for your jewelry, you better get it because they, quote, unquote, shoot to kill. Uh, the, the current up and coming generation of teens, we're seeing shootouts in schoolyards. We're seeing shootouts in playgrounds. We're seeing shootouts, drive-bys on dirt bikes, mopeds, all kinds of things. Broad daylight. Has the code of the streets changed? Is that part of this? We're, we're in the, um, I'm going to get it no matter what. I don't think the, the code of the streets has changed. The violence is still violent. I you know you, you, you do you do crime nine times out of 10, you're going to end up doing the time. Um, the one thing that has changed is, once again, social media. These kids are doing crimes and putting them on social media like it's a TV show. Um, in my day, we were doing things that were risky. The object was to get away with it, and we wanted nobody to see it and wanted nobody to know about it so that we can get away with it. Um, 
for the kids nowadays, it's like they want to show people who they are, show people what they do, how tough they are, how violent they can be. And that turns around and, and turns them into a viral uh, into a viral situation and then they using that for them to be to get it's just it's just a little bit backwards in certain parts of what's going on outside in the street right now because this wasn't how we was carrying ourselves when we were coming up um and then there's a whole set of quote-unquote rules that we quote-unquote would follow back in the day that had a lot of moral compass you know what i mean like it was more moral thinking than anything when you was dealing with the crime element back in the day. So I would say social media has a lot to do with the mindset of what these kids are doing right now. Um, and it's tricking us out of our position when it comes to who we can be as far as being successful artists and things like that. Um, it's crazy to see these kids, if they're not getting killed for their success or for what they have, then they end up inside of jail for trying to be successful and bettering themselves. Um, as we can see with Young Thug and the whole YSL, as we can see with the whole non-trade thing that we all witnessed firsthand, as like, like this, the, the game is not giving us the same opportunities we once had. Like it's kind of spooky out there to know that as a rapper, there's a high probability that coming outside you might lose your life or you might can go to jail for a long time out of your life as being a rap artist. And I don't see that going on nowhere else. Actors, athletes, is it is is everything yeah, is but there's a difference too. It's like with the professional athletes, and Chuck, I, I want to direct this to you. With with professional athletes, they'll look into somebody, especially with the NFL, they'll look into the, the background of a prospective player and say, okay, well, if this person has this kind of history or he's been in too many fights or he's done this or, you know, whatever types of problems he had, that makes them less desirable as a, you know, to, to recruit to the team or to draft to a particular team. With rap right now. That's how talented he is. Well, that's true too. There's a different, that's, that's another if, show. If, where if Antonio Brown was to, if, if AB right now was to get back in shape, a team is going to take him and he's going to be playing football ASAP. Right. Is, you dig like, and that's, that's the same thing. Okay, that's, same thing with hip hop. I'm talking about, but but entry level, entry oh, level. Entry level yeah, I'm glad Jim jumped in on that one. By the way, okay, <laughs> no, absolutely. But but what about the um, Chuck? But what about in in terms of the what's really pop? What's really popular and the backgrounds? There's no you. You talk about there's no guidance, but it's like you talk with a 17 year old and their OG is going to be like 22. Yeah. I don't know, Lisa. I, I don't I don't I don't have an answer to that one. I mean, I, I just don't have an answer. You know what I'm saying? I want nothing more than for us to stop the killing, to bring the talent to the front. But I but I have to say this, I'll be honest. Um I think that labels are are signing artists based on, you know, what they got going on in the street. You know what I'm saying? Um maybe they have a beef or, you know, or, 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 or something like that. I mean, I think that that's the easy way, right? Cause we all know that we keep mentioning social media. Well, let's just say it. What gets social media popping? It's not peace, love, and happiness. It's usually if you got a, a problem with somebody or if you're shaking your butt or if you, you know, something, something salacious, you know what I mean? <laughs> so at the end of the day, if you want to get it popping, 
then you got to get people clicking and you got to get those followers up and you got to show the label that, hey, there's a million people right here. What you want to do? Um, if you're talented, and I'm not saying those people aren't talented, by the way, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, if you're like a modern day version of a tribe called Quest, just just throw somebody out there like that. It's going to take a longer, it's going to take a little more energy um, and marketing and promo and grease and palms and all of that to get yeah. them popping, period. Yeah. I mean, Chuck, this, this, it's not a talent-driven business anymore. It's a numbers-driven business. Um, you can have the next Michael Jackson and welcome directly into the, the number one label we have in the world. I could bring Michael Jackson with me to Ghazi right now. Ghazi's going to be like, Jim, I trust your judgment, but I'm still going to run these numbers to see exactly what he got going on. And we'll sit down and talk after that. But they're going to run them numbers. There's no there's no way around it. If you got a record on the radio, if that thing ain't researching, you're out of here. Like they're not giving the chances or, or, or going after talent like we once was when we were coming up beside of this industry. And, and, and Chuck, just to add on, I mean, obviously, some of our greatest talents came from the most impoverished neighborhoods. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean. Granted, oh, absolutely. Like, like, back to Vicky. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we look, Chef G. Like, I didn't sign Chef G because he had beef. I signed Chef G because he was talented. And 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 name anyone. I was in every court, mostly every court courtroom he was in to make sure he was out of trouble. And, you know. And let's say this. I don't think like I haven't I haven't seen any executives or know any executives that be like they're signing this person because they have beef. Listen, yeah. now the beef that they have might propels that person's success as an early artist because that's what people want to see in the social media and that's what the labels gravitate right. towards those numbers that were created from the beef that that artist had and using it through his music as a vessel to go up you know what and, i mean and, and chuck and chuck just to, just to hold on i think it's a responsibility for every exec to understand what's going on don't be signing something that's oblivious and then you you get caught up, but you have to know your artist. You have to know what his situation is and not just blindly sign somebody. Know what's going on with his home life. Know what's going on in the streets so you can better prepare your artist to figure out how you can get them in the right direction. What now, you said something dope. Be having, having these label executives be responsible. I don't know if it ever happened, but that's what we need more of. More responsible label execs that not just signing these artists because of whatever they may see and not even digging one layer, one layer into what the artist has going on. Like we definitely need more responsibility within these labels. Jim, do you think with, with the lyrics as well, like when they're calling out their ops, when they're making different threats, that type of thing? Rambo killed 67 people in one movie. Rambo, this ain't Rambo, Jim. Come on. Yeah, but, but it's artistic value. It's every one of these, every one of these, my son, my son got friends. They come in here and they get sturdy. Oh, whoa. They all white. Jim, they literally naming other people that that real life people. Yes, you're right. That's a, there's an element of, 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 of that. That's disgusting. That started with Scott LaRock. No, that's not. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying the, the element of putting people's name inside of a record 
been going on. Cool Mo oh, yeah, we can go down, to so we go down the line. Right. So we can't put that on these kids today. We they're following what they see. They see what they they be what they see. We've been doing the rapping. We lost Biggie. We lost Tupac. We lost Freaky Ty. Like we've lost rappers along this whole time. And even in then, we felt like we was a little bit protected. Now the death toll is getting out of control. That's a fact. And and look, I, it's an artist should have always a creative space to express their art. I'm not into, I'm not into censorship, I'm sorry. And they are, they are usually depicts where they're from and the situations that they're going through and what they're up against and their back is against the wall. Most of these kids have to survive inside of damn near hell. They have to make it out of hell no one, to no, get that closer to heaven. No one is gonna, no one is gonna argue about the condition, the conditions in a lot of, the, in these under-resourced communities that, the, that these teens, especially, especially the, the boys, and the young men have to go through and what they what they have encountered and the trauma that they've grown with they've grown yes, up. put yourself However, in a position different, wait can I, let me make my point the the because i want to get all of you on this the the difference and yes there was always beef and rap but there was a certain time too when the only radio station was hot 97 playing it they wouldn't they would try to shut down people calling out specific people when things got got too heated. But I'm talking about I'm not talking about artistic license because I believe in free speech. But I'm talking about when you have rappers, as we've seen, and there's court cases. I mean, I can show you indictments. There's there's court case. If there's young artists who are expressing their creative, you know, it, it's a creative right to express it. They're talking about killing real people who end up getting killed. They're showing the they're showing the weapons, the locations, all of that in the video. Basically, handing prosecutors a case on a silver platter with everything right right done like that. But it's all very real. They're calling out real people, and then there are real acts of violence that match up with that. So, Bobby, how is that creative? How is that creative expression? It's a fine line between reality. And, and, and creative expression when it comes to hip hop. You know, the, the rule number, the rule as, as a human being, remove my executive hat in hip hop, is to make sure that the artists can create, creatively express themselves and not harm themselves or anyone else. That's the goal, right? There are things that are out there that are questionable. I can't speak on stuff that that's that's being brought up in court. I'm not involved in those. No, right? but have you ever have you ever stopped? Have you ever said to an artist like, "Listen, you're you're calling out so and so right here. This is whatever you you, you know you're I, saying you're going to go kill his mom." I always tell the artist to be mindful of what they say because anything repercussions can come back at you. At this at the same time, I I can't say yo take that lyric out. But it's like yo be mindful of what you say because it can be it can be used against you or it can cause bodily harm to someone else. But be mindful of what you what you put on that. Be mindful of what those vocals get on that tape. I do. I do. We we have those conversations, but at the same time, an artist has a right to to create. No, absolutely, it's a I, fine I, line. I, no, I absolutely it's, believe that. It, I'm just asking though. I've it, seen examples yeah. where it's super specific, and people are dead. You know. I mean, those, are, those 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 cases. Yes, we have those cases, but it's like. We can't like I like how can I put this? I, I hate to sound like a hypocrite, but I ain't trying to be the pot to paint the kettle black. Um we up against a lot. And some kids we would say are doing way too much when it comes to their music inside of this whole drill era. Um, but then there's a whole 
side of the drill where kids are talk about drilling and not necessarily talk about the killing. There's a whole lifestyle that comes with it and things like that. So there's a two-edged sword. We were coming up. We were we were up against the same thing. We were gangster rappers. We were dips. We were gangbangers. They're no good. They also, like you, you understand like every step of the way there's going to be that. There's going to be a new music coming up that we don't approve of. There's going to be violence that's attached to it that we don't approve of. And we'll sit here in the media and talk about all of the things that have been going on before we got here today. And because we have social media where we can see it all day, that's the big difference. But there were loads of crime and violence going on this whole time inside of hip hop. And the most we're doing is sitting on these platforms and talking about it. And nobody's coming up with solution or even trying anything to see if it's going to work in helping these kids make it out of these situations or giving these kids some hope or some inspiration to become an artist to help their people get out these situations. We got to choose to lead by example at some point. And that's why everything that I try to do, I try in my later years to lead by example, and I'm not perfect and I'm not no angel, but I try to give back way more than I took because I know I took a lot in my life. And they say, when you give, you get. And I feel that like my duty right now is to give as much as I can, whether it's to artists or whether it's to the same hoods that I came up from or whether it's knowledge that they could take with them and use later on that it get them out of some that they might have not had that knowledge. They might have put themselves in a whole line of fire. I think we need more solution than talking about how we tearing each other down. Let's talk about how we figure out how to build this up. I love you know? that. I okay. love that. And also, Lisa, just to add on, you know, so you know, a lot of the artists are living vicariously through their environment, right? Are we demonizing them because they they're telling what's what they're expressing what's happening, and then they're automatically being demonized? I think we're not even giving our these young artists even a chance to even develop and grow and evolve. Imagine we were minusculing Jay-Z's lyrics on Reasonable Doubt. I don't even think we'll have the Jay-Z today. It, right. It's a fine line. We're, no, we're doing, I mean, and we, we've had drill artists on, up-and-coming drill artists on Street Soldiers. It's it's so popular. It's such a, it's a huge, huge movement. It's a world, it's a worldwide it's, movement. It's great. It's great music. Let's get that. It's great music. When we were coming up, when we were coming up, Dipset, the older crowd didn't understand it. They were blaming us for all type of shit like that but it was great music and these kids have found something else it's called drill and it's like the fountain of youth to new york hip-hop and it's great music do we have pieces in it that these kids need help and things like that yes of course but they found great music and they found how to put food on their table they found out how to make money to support their family they found out how to a way to get themselves out of the circumstances that they're in right now and that is the hood and everything that comes with it and that's everything that we see going on with the music the killings the violence and the social media and put that drill music as crazy it may seem is their way out and there's a lot of um, there's a lot more opportunity now than ever ever before. Chuck, what are your fi final thoughts on this? I don't have any final thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I've said it. I've said how I feel. I just again, I, mean, I just, I just I, I, well, you know, I'll say this. You know, um, you know, there are people out here that are trying really hard to to change the tide of violence. You know what I'm saying? There are people, uh, Erica Ford is one, I'm one myself. You know, I work with an organization called One Village and I do a program called Raising Kings specifically for young black and brown men, just really for black men. 
And um, it's in Wilmington, Delaware, which is the hood, which is, you know, it's it's real out there. If you know Delaware, like I know Delaware. And um, and that's we're gonna have Jim down at some point. And yeah, we're we gonna we're gonna get it popping. I mean, and that's all and that's all we can do right now. Um toothpaste out the tube. I'm, and and it's always been there. I just feel like I think we all agree it's getting worse. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And um social media does not help. You know what I mean? And that's that's all I got to say, man. I'm about action. That's I've never been just about talking. Right. I've never been just a, a somebody in college and who's just talking about it. I'm actually someone who's out here like Jim, but just maybe on a different perspective. That's all. No, and we, try, we try to give a voice, have been with Push for Peace with Street Soldiers, take it into the community and, and give the teens a chance to, that, that's to, it. to speak out and... Uh, let their let their voice be heard so we understand because they are i mean they grow they grow they're growing up especially the ones that are 13 14 15 now come through a horrendous horrendous period and there's just when you see somebody shot and killed in front of you at age 7 or 8 there's a trauma that you know it changes the way i think you you look at everything but anyway guys i want to thank you so very much for being with us for this episode of street soldiers bobby fisher empire records thank you so much for being with us chuck creekmer allhiphop.com and the capo, Jim Jones, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Sweet Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all. <laughs>